Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuchinell and me, Susie Mazzoli. We're wrapping up the end of the year here, Pam. Zoom, zoom, zoom. It has gone past so fast, as I'm sure everybody else has experienced. Um, Pam's going to let us know all about the week of the 18th of December, week 51, and I'll be back with our meditation. Okay, so December 18th. When I talk about dates, there are certain dates that I pause a bit when I'm thinking about what I'm going to say because they are the birthday of special people in my life, and this was the birthday of my outlaw father, the father of my ex-husband, who I adored. He was a wonderful man. So happy birthday in heaven, dear Alex. So uh, Monday the, the 18th, the moon is in the sign of Pisces. And what I love about this week is that it opens up with a boatload of love. And if you're feeling a kind of deficit in that area, because let's face it, I mean, the holidays are, for many of us, not a Hallmark card every year. (laughs) There's, as humans, we experience a lot of emotions as we go through life, uh, loss, grief. And anyone who's paying attention and conscious in the world today of course, is dealing with loss and grief on a a daily basis because the world as we know it is in irrevocable change. And there's so much going on that is really about people not being tapped in to universal love, their inability to feel compassion, to put themselves in another person's shoes, to reach across what seems to be an abyss of differences. And as long as we maintain these concrete polarities, we are trapped in Maya separation and a sense of um, everything is going down the tubes. So so there is a, a universal grief many people are experiencing at this point in time. And when the moon is in the sign of Pisces, many of us, especially people with very strong water or earth in their horoscope, and through timing, you might be at a point in your life where you're tapping in energetically 
to a way of being that is not innate to you. Those are progressions that we go through life. It's another timing methodology. And so we may feel uh, the the fir- the opening of the week on Monday, it may have us feel a bit like a raw wound for some of us. But that being said, this is also a week where we can open up to being more embracing of love, transformation, and how we can be the architects, the dreamers, the visionaries of the future. And as Susie said, we're wrapping up 2023, which many of us are like, whew, so glad that's over. Of course, then we enter another year. <laughs> and whatever it shapes up to be. And and 2024 is going to be a year that catapults us. And uh, Susie and I will be talking about that more in uh, early January, but also I will be talking about it on my website and the work I do with forecasting. So on this day, on Monday, go to your creative max. If you get a flash, an idea, a thought, um, something you want to implement or do, do it if you have the time or capture the idea to make it happen. Now keep in mind Mercury's retrograde and one of the things that's going on especially in the morning is there's a picture with Mercury and Jupiter that just makes everything full speed ahead and let it all out and say what you think and Oh, it can be quite a uh, quite a verbal landscape or uh, a tumult of words and ideas. And this is great as long as you are aware that you want to have some sort of filter because there is the retrograde. So if this is an exploration you're doing, conversation, uh, brainstorming, uh, incubating ideas, great, great, great. Just know because of the retrograde, nothing may be as locked in as it can be as we proceed in time, especially when the retrograde is over. And you really see, and you're able to take form and really put things into shape in a way that has much more longevity and stick to Mercury retrograde, I always see as being a time when we are really being asked to go deeper within, to not necessarily act on the first impulse of thought, but tease out what's underneath it. And if we do this work, we gain a lot of insight through the time when Mercury is retrograde. And, you know, many people are born with Mercury retrograde. So they're basically dealing with this on a regular basis. And 
the dealing with it on a regular basis when it's how you do life. These people are often more meditative, reflective, think before they speak. Of course, this can be a little different based on how that Mercury natally is um, in dialogue with other planets. But overall, Mercury retrograde is a time that's encouraging us to really think of the meaning, the emotion, the deeper content behind words. Explore them dimensionally. See what they how they feel to you and their impact on the recipient, the person who hears or reads is affected by your words. The evening, late afternoon, can be a time when temperature um, tempers escalate. So if you feel yourself getting frustrated or anger rising, or someone around you is having that experience. Think about how you want to work with that and understand it better. Because, again, because of this day and how the moon is traveling and the other uh, relationships it's making with planets in the sky, it's really a wonderful time to understand the depth of the emotion and really get a handle on how you can work with it, use it, transform it, if if that's what you want and if that's a better outcome. So anger, again, can be a tool to help us understand what is activating the engine And how can we direct that fuel to be constructive rather than destructive? Monday the 19th, the moon is also in the sign of Pisces. Uh, It goes void, of course, at 4.03 p.m., the times they give her Eastern time. So please adjust depending on where you live on the planet. And then it's void until it enters... Aries at 5.47 p.m. So during that void time, especially when the moon is in Pisces, this is such a delicious time to meditate, recharge, be near a body of water, do something that really gives you a sense of feeling refreshed, almost reborn. Uh, Because when we allow ourselves that kind of drift time, we're able then to pull into clearer focus, uh, especially once the moon enters the sign of Aries. So before that moon goes void, of course, we want to really use this day for ultimate transformation. So remember, we're in the waxing moon cycle, yes, Mercury is retrograde, but if you've got a project, especially a creative or therapeutic project, perhaps, that you want to get off the ground or really get some juice into, the 19th is a super day uh, 
to make that happen before the moon goes void. It's there is a buoying up of your ability to really follow through and make that go in the direction you want. And yes, the emphasis is on creativity, healing, anything that is uh, spiritually sustaining. Uh, One thing, you know, again, no judgment when I say this, but one thing that I think of when I look like a look at a day like today is this is really a super time over these opening days if you're wanting to detox or get out of certain self-medication habits which are incredibly sanctioned in today's world and it's important to look at how, when, and why one uses certain methodologies or um, uh, mediums of just slowing down or quieting or chilling things like alcohol, marijuana. Again, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that clarity as we move into Pluto and Aquarius is because we're we're moving from Pluto and Capricorn and Capricorn is again every sign has a spectrum energetically and so when I say this about in this case I'm speaking about Capricorn as a sign as an energy as a way we do life so people have a lot of Capricorn in their horoscope, rising sign, sun, moon, especially. Uh, These are people that move through uh, the spectrum of hard work, at times depression, a sense of feeling very alone, unsupported, a sense of, you know, pride of accomplishment, and an overall desire to achieve whatever that goal is. And so Capricorn, very, I mean, all the signs are interesting, but one of the things that's so interesting about Capricorn is that that sense of humor. I mean, some people have absolutely no sense of humor, uh, very Capricornian dour, and other people are quite self-deprecating and, Um, actually famous comedians who use that Capricornian energy to kind of bring it down to earth, bring it down to earth. And as a result, um, there is that sense at times with, I want to have a drink or have something to lift me up or get me out of this space that just feels so dour. And that is where we're moving from. Because again, with Pluto and Capricorn, we've seen in the United States, certainly the legalization of marijuana in many places, the absolute saturation of uh, alcohol, wine, these industries that have blown up 
um, here where I live in Mexico, it's, it's, it's a huge concern about tequila and mezcal, not so much about the fact they exist, but that entire tracts of land are being taken over by this one crop in order to satiate the demand for these, these alcohols. And so we see how that um, tipping has gone in a direction that is unsustainable. And yes, I know I've been talking about this a lot and I want to run through the rest of the week, but <laughs> but if you want to use Monday and Tuesday as a days to embrace better health, better sustainability, a sense of moving on from Pluto and Capricorn and everything we've been through since 2008, then let's collectively do that. Whether you ever drink or drink a lot or have every intention to keep drinking, just, just know that this is a, these days are absolutely fabulous for sloughing off what we're not taking in to the next year. So once the moon is in the sign of Aries, then we are booking, man. We are moving. Uh, it can be a little clunky in the evening, especially conversations, especially towards late evening. I would be very careful with things that you might just fly out with online or something like that, responses or quips or just it's a very impulsive energy and it can be absolutely direct and hit the mark right where you want to. Just make sure you want to hit that mark that hard. <laughs> so Wednesday the 20th, moon still in Aries, still book, booking along. So let's move. Let's do what we have to get done so we can move into that winter solstice that happens on the 21st. And the exact time of the solstice is when the sun enters Capricorn. And that's 1027 p.m. Eastern time. Also that evening, uh, please note the moon goes void, of course, at 9.47 p.m. And very quickly after enters Taurus at 9.50 p.m. So this day is really great for moving into whatever you need to confront with uh, really embracing whatever your personal ultimate transformation is as we move away and slough off and say this year is going. Because even though the years are man-made, the calendar was created and exists in a certain way, dates and time and all of that, Society runs on it, so we do mentally 
and psychologically respond to the closing of the book on a year. And at the solstice, we have this delicious moment where we can step back and kind of get a long view of where we've been and where we might go. And so welcome in the night of light. I mean, the darkest day of the year, but when we bring in light and we choose to do that because we want balance in the darkness, but it's also really important to embrace that darkness so that we consciously know we are welcoming in light and balance. And the next couple of days, I mean, once the moon is in Taurus, we are, it's more the slow cook energy. So the Aries was like, okay, let's light the fire, let's run, let's go. But now we're in the slow cook energy. So we can take whatever it was we're finishing up or dealing with or doing or putting in place as we move into the next thrust. And Friday looks like a wonderful day for being with people you love, eating good food, uh, um, emphasize the, the fire building is what I would call it. You know, do we have the logs that we need by the fire? Is the house insulated? Do we have the sweaters? Is everybody comfy? And it doesn't matter which hemisphere you're on. It's a sense of how do we provide comfort? How do we gather and have what we need? Very creative energy. Again, this is a highly creative week. It's a week where you want to invite in ideas and inspiration and possibilities because we can take action on how it all unfolds when we will invite in options and, and potential in front of us. So Friday the 22nd, really wonderful day for, as I said, that fire building, that kind of putting, getting the staging in place. And Saturday the 23rd, also a lovely day. The moon goes void, of course, it, well, actually it's in the wee hours of um, the next day, the 24th, Christmas Eve at 1.40 a.m. So once we get past around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 2.04 to be precise, we're in this very advantageous time of things coming in and how we implement them. Now, many people aren't working on December 23rd, or if they are, they're in service or holiday or um, emergency services, medical. But whatever you're doing, whether it's family or work, um, this is a wonderful time for really the creative exploration for practical manifestation. 
Sunday the 24th is Christmas Eve. Uh, the moon enters Gemini at 3.15 a.m. and brings us into the energy that's going into Christmas Day. And what this Gemini moon is speaking about, uh, and we will be feeling it on the 24th, is how do we talk to one another? And I, I see this as a, a crystallization of the Mercury retrograde that I talked about earlier. Many people at this time of year will be connecting to people who have been in their lives since its inception and or old friends. <clears throat> and so any way that we can bridge listen differently, say things differently. It's not going to be easy, but it creates openings for change. And so the more we work on creative reflection, the more positive the outcome is for what those conversations, internal and external, will reveal. And now I turn it over to Susie. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And I just have to pop in and say something about what you said about not drinking um, because I am a healthcare worker. I am a professional homeopath, a holistic counsellor. I'm a certified Lyme specialist, blah, blah, all of that stuff. And I can say that um, alcohol is a really huge proponent of disease. I, I'm a non-drinker for many years now. But uh, as a homeopath, there is a wonderful, wonderful homeopathic kit that I use for detoxification. And you can take it for several weeks and several months. And it helps to detoxify your whole system and open up the pathways. And if you're interested in doing any of that type of work or working with any kind of chronic disease, please contact me, susiemazzoli.com. Okay, so let's jump into our meditation for the week as we hopefully detox and become nice and clear and have clarity and uh, looking forward to the 21st. Here we go. So I invite you to take a moment just to center and just to feel yourself arriving in place, arriving at the heart center. And let's work to become very clear, precise, so that our mind is clear, our heart is nice and clear, our thoughts, our body, so that we have the freedom the freedom to move, the freedom to think, freedom to love. So anything that might be an obstacle, 
anything that might be in some way making it difficult for us to move forward or to move freely, remembering that health is freedom. Physical health, mental health, emotional health. And whatever we can do to really honor our health, this temple, our body, this exquisite temple of the mind, the exquisite temple of the heart. So wherever there is poison, wherever there is some sort of disturbing emotion, wherever there is disease in the body, allow that now to be transformed, transmuted. We're not letting it go. We're not putting it somewhere else. We're not suppressing it. We're not oppressing it. We're not shoving it under the rug. We're allowing it to be present, allowing ourselves to learn from the experience and then transmuting it, changing it, turning it into a precious jewel, turning it into wisdom. turning it into unconditional love. So just take a few deeper breaths as you identify anything that might be considered a poison, anything that you know, perhaps that you have a habit of doing, whether it's gossiping, speaking harsh words, uh, ingesting lots of junk food, even just eating sugar, drinking alcohol, all the things that are very much a part of our society, very much a part of our world, but are actually harmful to us. All of those things, all of those poisons now, allow them to transmute. Mind over matter. Our mind is so powerful that we really can change. Imagine that your mind can change. And imagine that your mind can change molecular structures, changing something from this into that, even from nothing into that, or from that into nothing. Visualize all of these poisons becoming beneficial nutrients, beneficial thoughts, beneficial actions for you, 
for your body, for your mind. And visualize yourself in this peaceful, transparent, clear state. Crystal clear. And in this crystal clear state, your vibration, your energy is very high. You're able to see things with much greater clarity. You're able to rise above the situation and see the patterns, see the options, see the choices, see the meaning. And in this higher state, you're able to be absolutely compassionate and understanding no longer taking sides, but being in a state of neutrality and understanding. In this higher state, when you are not being dragged down by disease, by disturbing emotions, by dualism, in this higher state you are able to actually magnify more light. You are able to capture more light. You are able to shine more brightly and without even saying words, without even expressing anything, you are able to help others just by being in their presence or just by thinking of them, just by having them in your mind and in your heart. Visualize yourself now as you sit quietly and gently. As a beam of light. All parts of your being now resonating at a very high, peaceful, harmonious frequency. And you are sending this out in all directions from yourself to all beings everywhere. And with each beating of your heart, 
you are increasing the distance at which you are sending this light. which each breath you are amplifying the energy as you send it out in all directions to all beings everywhere. May all beings be free of suffering. May all beings know happiness. May all beings be filled with light. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam. Wishing everyone a wonderful week and we'll be with you next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of Active Spirituality life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.